Hey guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on? Straight Talk Faithful, your host, your boy, George Mackay. Pre-recorded as I always do during these COVID time periods. If you're watching on YouTube, the man in front of me needs no introduction. If you're listening wherever you get your ear candy, let me introduce now the half-baked kid, one half of the ownership of Super Kicked Wrestling, Mr. Chris Chambers. How are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing excellent. Uh, just I'm the whole ownership of Super Kicked. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. You know what? In doing my research and stuff like yeah. that, I haven't really gone to a Super Kick show. I know that you and Ashley Six started it all together. No. No. Okay. <laughs> So then I'm going to get a ton of heat. So then let's talk about that. Let's talk about how Superkick, uh, you know, the internet tells you one thing, doesn't sure. tell you everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had this idea uh, about five years, five or six years ago, because uh, we're five years now. Uh, I did have friends help me out in terms of like coming in and, and, and working with people, things like that, and helping assist and train and stuff like that. But uh, it was a vision I had for it was about six years that it was really six years ago. I really had this vision and I just wanted to develop a uh, new talent. I wanted to uh, bring a different wrestling scene to Toronto and uh, we've done that. Oh, you, you've done that in spades from what I've seen on the internet and some of the people, the amazing talent that you've trained, that you've introduced into the wrestling scene here in Ontario. It's been crazy. One honorable mention he's been on the show twice is the golden gun, Mark Wheeler. He's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> he he's absolutely great. is. Yeah, he's got everything. He's got the sarcastic uh, heel persona down to like a rocket science. Yeah, it's, uh, it's easy to hate him sometimes too, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's just a handsome guy, you just want to hate him. <laughs> yeah, and, and even more now, I hate him more during COVID because he's posting all these workout videos of how jacked up he's getting. It's like ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so talk to me about you, though. Let's talk about you for a little bit and your start in this crazy world. I know that you kind of started doing stuff in high school yeah. and then you kind of decided this vision whole thing happened. But when did your love for wrestling first start? Uh, I, I, I don't really remember not loving it. You know what I mean? It was, I was a baseball guy up to like, you know, the Blue Jays for me in Toronto, 92, 93. I was, I was in, you know, I was, I was hooked. So being a baseball player was first on my list. Right. And then, uh, I remember it was a New Year's. I must have been like eight years old when it really set in heavy. Uh, my mom left me at my grandma's for the night, but she's like, you can rent any video you want. I saw WrestleMania 4, Hogan, double VHS. It's like, I want that. And I watched that thing for like, I don't know, a week straight every day, all day. So it was one of those things that once I just caught WrestleMania 4, that was it. Macho Man, Warrior, that was it. I was done. <laughs> That was a golden age of wrestling for sure. I mean, for me, when it comes down to WrestleManias, I love all the old ones for sure, but WrestleMania 10 holds a special place in my heart. Owen versus Brett, the story that was told that night, and then Brett coming out later on to uh, win the championship belt. Just everything about WrestleMania 10 sticks out to me. The ladder match 
and, uh, you know, Razor Ramon. Uh, that's just a special one for sure. Um, in terms of classic matches, is there one uh, maybe from that WrestleMania in particular or another classic match that kind of sticks out to you as something you look at as kind of like the Bible for you in terms of favorite matches? Uh, you know, it's hard for, to say a favorite match changes all the time. Right. For me, it's like, you know, this will be my favorite match. Like, I love watching Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. I love watching Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. I like watching Shawn Michaels and Triple H and then Ric Flair and Steamboat. So, I mean, really, I'm, I'm weird like that. So, it's whatever mood I'm in. <laughs> That's my favorite match at the time. Uh, I mean, I guess we could say the Iron Man match. I was talking about the other day. The Iron Man match with Brett and Shawn at that WrestleMania 12. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that would critique that match you know what i mean it's like kind of don't even go there it's just one of those things so that might be on the list of one of the best matches just because so many people won't even touch it in terms of like an opinion it's just it's it's just that's a great match yeah no there's there's not a bad thing you can say about that one i I look at that match much like i look at brett versus owen there's the story that was told in both matches you can't you can't tear down and if you do tear down I need to take you to a back alley and I need to teach you a lesson or two. It's like, how how dare you dry, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Before for me, what captured captured the most for me was I think the characters and just the personalities and everybody was larger than life. And I mean, I'm I'm not a big, big guy. So, you know, as a little kid seeing that, I'm like, these guys are humongous. It just, you know, they look like comic book characters and that really drew me in for that. That was the most hooking part of WrestleMania 4 for me is like macho talking. And uh, they just got lost in the characters of that one. Absolutely. So Super Kicked is not only a great promotion. You also have your own school. Like I said, we touched on some of the people that you've trained. I know you've worked with Jody Threat, Slezia Sparks, the White Russian, Antov Alexov. And so many great characters have started or worked with you in training. Is that a big part of your career now? I mean, you're still, you're not hanging the boots up by any standpoint but is it is it do you look forward more now to the training to really developing and helping people or do you still look forward to i mean it's an unfair question it's probably a biased question yeah. do you look just as forward into getting in the ring and mixing it up when you can as well well i mean i'll never stop loving doing it right i mean i'm always gonna i don't think i'll ever retire <laughs> rick flair i'll never retire right uh I, I love training everybody that I've trained, and I, and I do look forward to training new wrestlers and whatnot because it just—it's a fun thing for me to do. Any any aspect of wrestling that I can be around, that that's what I really want to do. I just really enjoy it all around. I, I mean, whether I'm with a new person for the first day or someone that's been around for like you know 20, 30 years, I still have great conversations because you're going to talk about something you know relatable, whether whether it be just man, what's the lockup to. What do you think of this kind of spot or whatnot, right? It, it evolves throughout who you talk to. So, I mean, every aspect of it always, it's nice to go with a young guy and talk about stuff that you may have not talked about for a long time. And it just opens your mind up to things that you've totally forgot about that are very, very important, right? Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I'm ready to come back when this whole thing's ready to go. I'm ready to go full tilt and, and wrestle. I've sacrificed, I probably sacrificed five years of my, my own wrestling career to develop new talent and a brand and whatnot. So now it's time for me to have some fun again. <laughs> oh, I, I'm right there with you, man. As a, as a podcaster and a fan of wrestling period in the Ontario indie scene, I miss everything about it. I miss going to the shows. I miss it being elbow to elbow with fans. I miss booing for the guys I hate. I miss cheering for the guys and girls I love. I miss everything about it. And, and there's nothing that being a wrestling fan or being involved in the business, it's that adrenaline high that you can never come off of. Like when you go to a kick-ass show as a fan, because I've never stepped in the ring, but anybody like yourself that has the guts and the tenacity to go in that ring on a given night, I fully respect and admire. But just being there from a fan perspective, you miss that. And when you go to a kick-ass show where every match on the card is a barn burner, 
Oh, you miss those days. You yeah, miss it's, those it's days. It's a buzz that just yeah, you can't you can't replace with anything else. It's a, it's, it's one of a kind. It is absolutely. It's better than. I mean, I've never tried it, but I'm sure it's better than heroin. It has to be, and it's a lot healthier too. <laughs> <laughs> a lot healthier, yes. Yeah, a lot long. healthier. You know, even um, watching shows from the back, you know, if if I'm not wrestling and we're running shows and you know we have these things going on and you know you get excited just to see it from from the back end too. So I mean, if I'm not wrestling and I'm watching someone else wrestle and it's going well, that's just as exciting as being in the ring. You know, you get that same buzz. Okay, it's, it's fun. <laughs> no, no disagreement for me at all. I will never disagree with you on that, Mr. Chambers, sir. Uh, in terms of super kick, like you said, you sacrificed five years to develop this brainchild that kind of came out. You want to introduce something new and fresh to the scene that was out here. And the talent that you brought in, the talent that you have on the roster, uh, I could go all day. You've got like one of the OGs of wrestling, Tyson Dukes. You've got uh, his tag team partner, Tarek, in the Pillars. You've got Mark Wheeler, yourself, the White Russian. You're, uh, I believe, I hope this is right, Jake something is your current champion yep. right now. No, no, Tarek. Tarek is. Tarek is. Oh, Tarek is. See? Yeah. Fucking internet, man. Well, that actually, that's that's your guy's fault. Your website still says Jake something. Probably does right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Tarek as your champion, but Jake something was a champion. You yourself was a champion. But you've also brought guys like Tommy N, a.k.a. Alistair Black. You guys had one hell of a match. One of my favorite matches uh, of yours that I've seen, and this was from years ago. In kind of getting this interview locked up and being able to do the research that I did. And now we discovered it. We did at the beginning of the interview that the internet fucking lies. Um, that match, though, that match is one of my personal favorites because I believe you two, the story you told and what you took, you took each other to the limit. And I've never seen Alistair Black or Tommy End at the time uh, be pushed to the way he was in that match. And I think you really pushed him to the limit. And the decision went your way. You retained the title at that time. Yeah. But there were so many opportunities where it didn't look like it was going to go that way, man. So <laughs> talk to me about that match because I, it seems like you remember it so fondly. Well, that match to me is... I have, I have two favorite matches of all time that I've ever had at this moment. And uh, they're, they're tied for first for too many, for many different reasons, right? Because you can't compare the two. But uh, when it comes to the Alistair Black or Tommy End, I like, called, I like Tommy End because that's how I know Tommy, right? Um, there, was a long, there, was a, there was years ago in 09 where I actually stayed with him for a little while. And, and I lived with him at, at his place in Europe. And he, really, he was really like, good to me. He was like a brother to me, right? So I'm really close with him. Uh, and we always talked about having a match one day. And it was just one of those things, you know, just having a match. One day we'll have a match. It'll be fine. You know, we'll go all out, whatever. You know, it was just one of those things where we always talked about it. And then it, it actually came to a day where it's like, fuck, we actually have to have this match. <laughs> we, you know, now, now it's like, man, we've been talking about it so long. We actually, we got to do it. So uh, I give it to him. He came with, uh, with an attitude that was just, amazing it is what he where he is he belongs to be you know what i mean he came with the most professional attitude and he was ready to go and he's like you ready to do this i'm like let's just do it and uh he fucking he brought it he brought that shit <laughs> he did it's been it's been i think there's only like two people in my life that i've ever looked across during a match and i looked at him i was like that, i don't know <laughs> i don't know what this <laughs> you know he's got this look in his eyes and, and he's really believable and uh yeah, it just it, it, it hit home because it was a match that we talked about for probably six, seven years at the time, and uh, we got to do it. And and for me, I just was like, I just want to walk out of there and have my buddies think that I'm good, you know. And I, I later on had a conversation with him, and he told me that he felt the same. I've never been nervous like that before, but I was like, fuck, I'm nervous that 
my friend thinks highly of me if I leave this match, right? So I think it was more for us <laughs> as buddies. And, and I knew he was going to NXT at the time too. So if I was ever going to get the chance, maybe this is the last chance, right? That we get to do this. So we left it all on the table and we just went out there and just, I think that was our first match ever. The first and last match that we've had together so far. <laughs> And it still stands the test of time. Like, I just watched it again recently, like I said, maybe three hours before we did this interview. And uh, it still stands the test of time. Even though I knew how everything was going to go, I still uh, was exhausted. My face was still... After it was said and done, I just leaned back in my, my big uh, comfy captain's chair that you see behind me here. And I just like I was like, man, it's still... It's it's like watching WrestleMania 10 or WrestleMania 12. It's one of those matches for me that stands the test of time. And that's a credit to both you and him and it's always funny because when you're in the ring with your friend you go 10 times harder and i oh. think I could, I could really feel the hits you two really gave each other and i'm sure the next morning you both felt it i felt you that, had to be exhausted and def, def, definitely felt we felt it like it was uh it was a, it was a snug one <laughs> it was a snug one there's some there's some moments in there <laughs> For sure. Another match of mine that, uh, another match of yours, sorry, match of mine. I've never had a match, but another match of yours that I really prefer is uh, the one with you and Mark Wheeler. But it was one where uh, the white Russian came out and interfered. Another uh, girl from here. Basically, it was you in a three-on-one kind of situation. And the decision did not go your way. Mark Wheeler uh, snuck and stole one there. But that one had so many layers to it between you taking on both him and the white Russian at the time and then the interference again from the uh, the lady wrestler whose name is escaping my mind right now. But uh, so many, so many layers. So many was, layers that one. And then the mark was just coming up at that time too, right? So, I mean, a few, I think it was a month before, that, two months before that Silesia, she broke her leg at one of her events in a match with me. So that... You know, we vacated our title. I gave her my belt. So she technically was a champion. And Mark was, you know, this interim champion. He was pissed off, wanted to prove himself. Uh, and he wanted to prove himself against me. And they, they definitely, you know, fed me a lot of bottles across the head. <laughs> I think I started to do, like, the rock bottom or they start to, you know, alter my moveset due to being loopy <laughs> and all these things. Uh, but it was a, that was a lot of fun, that match. Like, working with those guys is always fun because, you know, I, I worked with them and trained them. I've seen them from the beginning to, to this moment now. And uh, it's always fun to, to work with them and see how much they've grown, and especially in front of a live audience too, right, where we get to share that moment. That was a fun I, one. As a teacher, when you, when you wrestle one of your students and then you see the progression of how far they come, do you feel like that's a reflection on both you and them or a reflection on them just kind of taking everything you taught them? It, 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 I get it's both a reflect. It's a reflection to to an extent on both. I mean, I, I mean, at certain points in times, it's going to be on themselves, right? As they as they go further and further, farther, right? But um, if at the beginning, you know, I'm guiding them the wrong way, and and uh, you know, they start following the wrong path, it's definitely going to be on me, because I was the one that showed them that way. If I say that's the right way and it's not, then yeah, that's definitely a reflection on both of us, because they're only doing what they're told, right? If you're told, you know jump this high and you do and then you know you go down the road someone's telling you why why why'd you do that and you're like my trainer told me and it starts to become a mess right so i'm just very honest with these guys from the get-go and and hopefully that they make the right decisions for themselves as they go because we're all grown-ups you know and at a certain point you, you got to take ownership for yourself so uh if they keep coming to training whether I, mark wheeler he's here probably twice a week once a week even at this point in time he's here more than the beginners right so it, it shows why he's always advancing i mean to me is if you're going to lift weights, you're not just going to stop lifting weights when you get the results you want. You got to maintain. 
So if you're, you want to be a great pro wrestler, you're going to have to always maintain and always practice and, and, and work on your craft. Cause once you think you got it, that's when somebody passes you. <laughs> that, you know what? That's great advice. I, I like that. I think that's advice you can incorporate in everyday life. You got to okay. just keep striving and you got to keep getting better. And uh, that's why I love these conversations because it gets me to connect with people who I've admired for a long time, such as yourself. And it gets me to uh, appreciate and love the business that I already appreciate and love so much more. So it's uh it's great advice. Thank you for that. Uh, that's incredible. There's nothing wrong I could say with anything that you just said. One thing I'm a big fan of is character development. I, again, we've mentioned the white Russian, great character, how he wrestles in a suit. I'll never understand it. The golden gun Mark Wheeler is literally a video game character come to life in so many aspects. But I want to find out about you. Where does the half-baked kid aspect come from you? Because, I mean, Chris Chambers just sounds badass as it is. Plus, you spell it with a K, so it's super cool. Yeah. Thanks, and man. then you add the half-baked kid to it. Where does that aspect come from in your character? Well, that's, like, I mean, real life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's real life. Yeah, I was, I, you know, my buddy, my buddy Ian, he, he called me up one day, and he's like, listen, I got the craziest idea for you. And I go, well, shoot, right? And he's a guy that, you know, every now and then he throws you an amazing one. And he's like, you know, when I wrestle, a lot of people would say things like HBK or Shawn Michaels. I got long hair. I did a super kick. I did an elbow, you know, but nothing else was, you know, Shawn Michaels-ish. Maybe maybe I, maybe, maybe because I grew up watching him, I imitated him to certain degrees, right? Um, but he's like, since everybody does that, you know, I got a funny one. Why don't you call yourself HBK, but call yourself the half-baked kid, you know? He's like, you smoke weed. <laughs> you do those things. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, and, and it was one of those things where I laughed and I sat on it and I'm like, man, that's a good idea, but I don't know if I'm going to get heat or, you know, how the world's going to take it. And it probably took me about a year before I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Let's roll it. And if it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, at least I'm being me. And, uh, I was like, I, I can't be, it can't be bad being me. If I, if I fail being me, they'll boo me. That could work too. <laughs> I don't think you fail at being you. I think the character works and I think you you sell it properly. And you know what the great thing is, is that in doing the research that I did, Super Kicked and yourself have been highlighted on so many things. You were on CP24. You also had that great like mini documentary that was done on CBC, which was a fantastic, a fantastic uh, uh, story that was told there from everything. And again, that's where I got the incantation of what exactly happened with Super Kicked. So. In terms of all the highlighting that you've been done, plus you do a lot of great stuff out in Liberty Village, man. I know you sometimes you put the ring outside yep. and you get, you get the, you have the, like the crowd just walking by, could come and just watch a training session or even watch sometimes a free match or two. It, it, giving so much back to the fans, that's huge. And that's something that I think keeps fans coming back. Uh, it, was that the intention when you started everything, especially with the location in Liberty Village? Was it a chance to kind of branch out and, and reach out to the neighborhood around you? Uh, well, this is the neighborhood I grew up in, right? I grew up in Toronto and I grew up probably, probably five minutes or 10 minute walk from where our training facility is. So it, it was really close to home for me to, to stick around right in that area. I just wanted to bring wrestling uh, to Toronto that wasn't so, I don't know, I guess not Toronto, Toronto. <laughs> like I think Toronto has a certain style and there's people that come to Toronto because it's a successful wrestling area and they, they want to bring that kind of feel to it. But I, I mean, I think I'm the only one that knows how to, at this moment in time, at least uh, bring that feel to Toronto. That is Toronto and uh, Liberty village and the great hall where we do the events. That's very much like a, a very comfortable home feeling to me. So it just kind of naturally works. I don't, I don't do anything I wouldn't have done growing up. Something like it's, it's just how it was here growing up. 
Absolutely. And I think when you when you go back to home or a place that's close to you in your heart, I think that makes you want to achieve and, and excel more. And I think you've done that with Superkick. You mentioned something earlier that I kind of want to touch on. You mentioned how you, you sacrificed probably five years of your career to get this whole ball of wax rolling. Uh, to be frank, any regrets in that? No, I don't have any regrets. I mean, it, it, everything's gone pretty well and I'm really happy with it. Uh, I did wrestle during that time. You know, I did do stuff. I took time off. Uh, but I think it was a, it was just a, it was a needed time for me to do the things that I, I would prefer doing it the way that I'm doing it. Right. And it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice, just like anything. I've never heard a successful story that didn't have sacrifice. So if I got sacrificed a couple of years of me wrestling, I mean, I believe I'll wrestle forever. So I mean, most five years I still did it. You know, and it's not like I just sat there and did nothing. I was in the ring every day training with these people. Uh, I just wasn't attacking maybe all around the world, going to Chicago, going to these places and really trying to go for every weekend, a different event where I used to do that kind of stuff. So I took about five years, six years off that. And I just stuck with our brand. And I mean, I got a lot of fun matches out of it too. I mean, I've had more matches that I enjoyed uh, doing it this way than I have other ways. Right. Absolutely. hundred percent. Like you can look up anybody who's watching this on my YouTube page can look up your accolades all over YouTube. You are literally all over YouTube. Like I said, the Tommy end match is the full matches on YouTube and all that stuff. You can check it all out. All these great matches, even the one with Mark Wheeler and Anton Alexa that we spoke about so many great matches. And that's, that, that's in essence, your highlight reel. Your, your resume is out there. If anybody wants to know what the Half-Baked Kid is about, all they have to do is Google you. And it's just that simple. Of course, when I did Google you, because I Googled Chris Chambers, the kid from Stand By Me came up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, f I found out about that after I chose the name Chris Chambers. And I saw the movie a bunch of times growing up, and I never never thought of it once, right? <laughs> well, you know he's what? A legend, he's a legendary character in that movie, you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Way better than Will Wheaton ever could. I mean, don't get me wrong. The story with Lardass was 100% entertaining for sure. <laughs> but Chris Chambers, man, that kid was just a badass. He's a badass. He was. <laughs> it especially, is what it is. <laughs> especially when they shot the garbage can and then they both ran away like screaming little girls. That was funny. That was really good. <laughs> tough, a tough run, though. <laughs> tough one for sure man I, I actually I showed my daughter that movie not too long ago because now she's getting older and she's like oh what movies did you like when you were a kid well come on Ghostbusters let's do it uh, all those classic movies yeah and I haven't showed her any of the horror movies but that leads to my next question because you do something every year that's quite entertaining you do the zombie wrestling yep. so I gotta I, I have to ask I mean I already know the answer so this might be a stupid question but You've got to be a big horror movie guy, or at least a, a George A. Romero fan for sure. Well, well, you know, it's it's it is crazy. Like I'm, I'm I, I have a lot of people that are like deep into horror movies. Me, I'm not. I'm not deep into horror movies. I'm not. Uh, I like my Freddy Kruegers. You know that that kind that kind. I like the crazy, funny kind of horror movies. Anything that's kind of like too real for me, I'm like I get too deep in. It. I'm like, oh man, this shit's real, <laughs> right? So it's too much for me, but. Uh, when it's like a fun kind of horror comedy where there's a character like Freddy Krueger is probably the best kind of horror movie that I could watch. I could watch that laugh. I, I could get scared for a moment, you know, the, the thriller part to it. But no, I'm not crazy into it, but I am crazy into telling stories. And I love stories and I do love the stories of like the apocalypse and like vampires and things like that. And I got kids too. And now it's like all about Halloween all the time. Like for me, it's Halloween 
I mean, if it's August, Halloween's coming up next week, technically, you know, we got to get ready. We got to get ready. And zombie wrestling is always something that we always have to get ready for. Right. So my son keeps me really deep into Dracula and, and the Wolfman and all these things. So I'm probably more like the old school horror kind of characters, your basic Wolfman and, and, you know, Dracula and all that kind of stuff. So, and not, not big on horror movies, but I, I definitely have a couple guys who are like Stratosphere who's absolutely obsessed with <laughs> horror movies as I probably every Jason mask that there is and he'll tell you why it's so authentic and whatnot so <laughs> you know me and him have a lot of good times uh talking about zombie wrestling and uh he's pretty much my go-to guy when we sit together and we come up with some cool stuff so the zombie wrestling was that uh was that a brainchild of yours because you said you're really deep in the apocalypse type stuff but yeah out of all the things you could have chose, you could have chose mummy wrestling, you could have chose vampire wrestling, but you went with the zombies. Zombie <laughs> wrestling just kind of it just kind of worked, just kind of came came about. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are doing a lot of different things out there. There's like you know Godzilla wrestling, and there's different types of wrestling, and uh, we we you know our ropes turned into intestines, and the canvas is the book of dead, and it just kind of kind of evolved from the first one, and then just kept going and going, and now it's. It's pretty ridiculous now. <laughs> it is, but the I gotta say, man, I'm I'm a I'm a big horror movie guy, but I also went to film school and I understand the special effects side of stuff. The makeup is on par. Whoever you got doing that stuff is wow. We're sitting there for like some of us are sitting there for like five hours in a chair, just getting glued up or whatever they 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 really do. I mean, we had the Wolfman and Jake something. Was it Jake something or Psycho Mike tried to rip the face off Jake something or? daddy one of the guys who had the wolfman mask and i uh, was removing his skin as he was pulling it <laughs> tight right uh yeah the, the the crew we have that does it works really hard and uh they know what we like to do and, and it's been i think it's been six years now five years doing it and uh we have a we have a pretty good understanding of what what we're doing if i need a new character they're pretty pretty good at it really good well, it is absolutely fantastic, and it's one of the highlights of the Superkick season for sure. So uh, when the world gets back to normal, I'm hoping it gets back to normal before Halloween season. So we can definitely we can definitely get that because I, I want to come out to uh, one of those events for sure. I haven't made my way down there yet because of, you know, life cycle. I got two small kids at home. I got a 10-year-old daughter and a 4-year-old daughter who drives me absolutely bonkers. But I love them both like crazy. Of course. Uh, my both of them are wrestling fans, just like me. My my four year old's really into Ronda Rousey. Uh, even UFC Ronda Rousey, I've showed her a lot of that stuff. My ten year old's big on RJ City, uh, Psycho Mike. I showed her a couple of the matches with you. She was actually watching the Tommy N match with me, and just before the interview, and she's like, "Dad, they're both really good." I'm like, "Yeah, but watch the Sharpshooter." And when she saw the Sharpshooter, she was like, "It's on point." I'm like, "It is on point." And I love I love that little tweak you do at the end, or at least you did at the end in that match, where you literally drop to your side. That looks like it puts a lot more pressure on the pressure points for the sharpshooter. And he tapped really, really quick in that one. That one. I think he felt it. <laughs> Is that something you always do? Like, do you always uh, I've done it, decide I've done on it that? Only twice. I did only it twice? To, to Tommy End and to press Young Miles. He was my former tag team partner, which I guess now we're buddies again, but it's been a while. <laughs> so when I, when I need it, when I need it, I drop it in. Okay, so it's like Charlotte Flair with the figure eight, where she kind of hunches up and gives that extra extra pressure. That's my little oomph to it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, well, the oomph, I could feel it myself and watching the clip. So 
I know Alistair Black probably still feeling it today. He probably gets out of bed and goes, God damn it, there it is again. <laughs> Blood cramp, me. <laughs> so when COVID is over, um, the wrestling world's going to get back to normal. And we all know this. But a lot of things have happened to the wrestling world during this time period. There's been a lot of creativity that's come out from the major promotions and how they're doing the empty arena style stuff. I mean, WWE's got the plexiglass up. It looks a little wanky, but I understand why they're doing it. AEW and WWE are both, and Impact, they're all putting kind of, you know, their own rosters in the audience when they're not on camera. Um, But also another thing that kind of happened was the speaking out movement. A lot of things came to light about what happens backstage in the business and it's not always the kindest of things so being a man of your stature someone who's well known in this business who runs a great promotion in not just going to say ontario but in the world super kicked is is high on the radar of everybody anybody i've talked to even coming out from the u.s knows about super kicked oh, thank you so in terms well that's your hard work that's the credit of your roster that's nothing i'm glad to shout it out what up super kicked Woo! but uh <laughs> In terms of the movement, what are your thoughts on everything that's kind of come to light? Uh, well, it's it's, just, it's definitely it's a lot, some some things are very surprising to me, right? Where you know it's just individuals where you'd be, you know, you wouldn't think anything of anybody. You know, you hear something, you're shocked, right? It's something that you probably maybe you rode with people and. You know, they act a certain way. You don't know what people do on their spare time, right? That's, that's the crazy thing about wrestling. Uh, but being in it for, it's been 20 years now. I mean, things were crazy when I when I broke in. Things were pretty crazy. And like what 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 was like, what's definitely not acceptable now was definitely one of those things where not one person really thought, you know, ill of anything. It's, things were going on all the time. And uh, you'd hear the same thing that people are writing. It's, it's how the business is, right? It's how the business is. And you'd hear that from everybody. It's, it's not how the business is. So it's a really good thing that you know, people are speaking out and that we have this platform of social media to actually make it worthwhile. Because back in the day, if you said it was just he said, she said kind of thing, right? We didn't really have screenshots or all these things which are so beneficial to us now to really expose things, right? So it's, it's, it's cleaning up you know, the business in a, in a good way. Uh, I don't think it's a, it's a negative thing at all. I think it's a very positive thing for wrestling. I think wrestling will be a better place because of it. And uh, it's, it's time for things to stop. And that's it. People shouldn't be using their power uh, to get get to get certain things out of the out of their own wants and needs and being selfish individuals. You know what I mean? Uh, it, we're, wrestling is a family. You know what I mean? We're, we're everyone's supposed to get along. I got into wrestling because, you know, outside of wrestling wasn't great lifestyle. So getting into wrestling was, a, was one of those moments where I was like, I feel like it belongs somewhere. There's, these people accept me. This is a good place to be. And it was fun. Uh, and it still is fun. We have at Superkick, there's, there's no tolerance whatsoever at all. You know, uh, my students aren't even allowed to date each other. It's just not allowed. Uh, we're, we're professionals. That's what we do. If you, if you know, if there's anything that you want to do, uh, do it outside of wrestling and leave wrestling as wrestling. You know, it's the best for the business. It's the best for the individuals. Um, and I'm happy that you know we're 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 cleaning it out because it needs to be done. It needs to be done. And it's not just wrestling. It's it's a lot of different things. You know, uh, it's probably every every business. Period it needs to be cleaned up. And it's it's really good. And I mean, everyone that does say something is very brave. And uh, and it, and it's important. It's very important that right now people take this seriously and keep pushing forward and we grow as, you know, our promotion finds different protocols and, 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 and you know, be more aware. 
we learn from it, you know, don't just hear it and, and let it be a thing for two months and okay, it's happened and then we move on and go back to the old ways. It's like, no, let's, let's actually change it. Let's really change how this works. And, uh, you know, I got a daughter too. I mean, getting her into wrestling, I want to be confident that she's safe and, and, uh, and my son as well is the same thing. I'd want them to be safe and not to worry about that kind of stuff. So let's make it a fun, safe place again. <laughs> let's make it a fun, safe place. So being a dad and I'm a dad as well, how old are yours? Uh, oh my God, six and five. Six and five. Well, bless you. How? Which one? Six. The son. Or the daughter? Son, son. Oh, perfect. You did it the right way. You had the son first, so he could protect the daughter when you're not around. Protect the daughter. That's right. <laughs> that's 100. percent I have rules for dating my daughters. Uh, there's not going to be. I'm going to reenact the scene for Bad Boys Two. It will happen. <laughs> and somebody, one of them, will have to crap their pants before I stop. That's when it. one that's of the that. boys craps their pants, I'm okay. That's I am good. completely. I'll back off. All right, cool. If you're going to crap your pants at the age of 16, I know you're not stupid enough to try anything. Yeah, so fair I'm, enough. <laughs> you better crap your pants or you're not going anywhere. But being a dad, running the business, I mean, right now you're not really running the business because there's nothing happening. But all this family time that you're getting in, you must love it. But knowing that the phases are opening up, and one of the phases is that, you know, wrestling shows can potentially start again very, very soon. Uh, you must be looking into protocols and what you can do to protect both your roster and your fans. But yes. before we get into that question, how has it been the family time? Because I know you probably didn't get a whole lot of that when everything was hustle and bustle. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't realize probably till like two weeks when I was home and I was like, what do we do? Like, I'm not used to being home. Right. So I'd probably spend for the probably 25 years was like 20 hours a day at Superkick. It was, it was like nonstop. I'd sleep four hours, maybe go home for an hour and a half, see the kids if they weren't in school. You know what I mean? Things like that when I could. And then it's always like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. I mean, I'll be home when you're sleeping and then I'll be gone before you're awake kind of thing, you know, but I will be home. So it's been really nice to uh, just be home and, and be dad and, and to catch up on that part. And I think it's going to help the product moving forward as well because it gave me a little more balance in my life that I just, you know, I got caught up in what I was doing so deeply that I didn't have the same balance that I, uh, I do now. So I, more pre I appreciate the wrestling more than I ever have, and I appreciate my family more than I ever have. So those are two good uh, things for a combination of success, I think. <laughs> A hundred percent. Now to the second part of that question. Uh, when wrestling does open up again and the world gets back to whatever the new normal may be, what are the protocols that you're looking to put into place so fans can get back to Super Kicked? Well, we first have to find out exactly if we could, if we could do anything in the Great Hall the way we want to, because our fans, I mean, they're side by side. So it's really based on what's what's going to be out there, whatever protocols are necessary at the moment, whether it's a mask or social distancing, it has to be outdoor. We just really need to get the go on exactly what we can do before we can make the final decisions on what we do. But uh, whatever's necessary is what we'll do. Whatever's necessary, if we need to wear masks, we need to do, you know, glass boots or whatever it is, we'll find a way, right? And if it's something that's, you know, doesn't make any sense, then we'll have to wait to the moment where it does make sense and put on a great event and if it's worth waiting for then we'll wait for it right you know no reason to put on something that's uh not enjoyable to anybody just for the sake of wanting to do it right so so pretty much like any pay-per-view this year after wrestlemania is that wrong to say <laughs> yeah well i say we wouldn't do anything it would just have to be all it all has to make sense so that everybody has a good time you know uh i definitely don't want to wait too long we'll find a way sooner than later. Right. But we just have to really get everything out there. And 
I mean, maybe it's 100 people that are allowed to go to the event the first month, and it's 250 the second month, and 300. So really seeing how it goes, maybe not jump the gun right off the hop. And, uh, the, you know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. We're putting on a show. Absolutely, absolutely. And with the fact that in the most recent phase, gyms just opened up, yeah. um, have you reopened the school? Are you slowly starting training again? So we have still in Toronto, we still have to wait two weeks for stage three. Oh, that's right. Right, that's so right. we still have to wait a little bit, but we'll be back We'll be back to it in two weeks. And yeah, there'll be a lot of sanitizer, a lot of cleaning. It'll be smaller groups. Uh, we're not sure if we can even touch yet, but there'll definitely be uh, individual ring work and things like that. There's always cardio and ring conditioning that we can work on, strikes, selling, all these different things that we could do that don't actually involve touching at all. Uh, fitness, of course, go, we, we can go for jogs. We have been doing in the past uh, couple weeks is a boot camp outside. We can do that. So we have, you know, eight guys come in, a guy like Mark Wheeler, you know, he's doing deadlifts, his dips, he's hitting the, he's hitting the runs like a 1K run and then, you know, circuiting through that. So we're really just uh, amplifying our conditioning so that when we do enter the ring, we're not, we're not sucking wind the whole time. We want to be, want to be in shape because it takes a lot of conditioning, not just muscle, but conditioning to do this well. Being a sharpshooter, you will fall down if your legs are on fire. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the one thing I, I always thought about wrestling, and I actually learned this from Speedball Mike Bailey when I interviewed him, is I thought cardio was all of it. It's actually not all of it from what he explained to me. It's actually pace and breathing and learning how to because that and that's and that's something i didn't realize i always thought man when, when somebody would 10 minutes in a match and i see somebody sucking wind like you mentioned i'd be sitting there going oh it's cardio shit but it's not that's actually at that point when he's kneeling down and he looks exhausted or she looks exhausted it's pace they're taking that five or ten seconds they're trying to get the, the that little bit of you know energy back into them it's almost like when a, a basketball player a hockey player or a baseball player i know you mentioned the jays and i know you see me sporting the red sox hat number one by the way <laughs> uh, but um, that's when they're kind of getting that Gatorade shot that they would take when they're coming off the bench, right? It's the same thing. Of course, you guys don't have time for a Gatorade break in a 20-minute match. So I, I found that intriguing. And in doing my research and talking to everybody else, said, do you think that statement reigns true that cardio is a part of it, but it also comes to pace? Yeah, and you definitely have to know how to pace yourself and tell a story, right? I mean, if... If you know you're 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 a rocket ship and you just keep going the same speed the whole time, you won't necessarily land on the moon. You just keep going, right? So, or you just will never get there. You just break down on the way, right? So you have to definitely know how to be. You know, you watch a football game. You know, there's a there's a touchdown, there's a second. You know, you go back, you huddle, you're you're, you're regrouping. So there are these moments of, you know, you got to check if you're injured or what's going on, and and read the room and 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 know what's going on and. The one thing that, I mean, I hate talking about these things, but like, so, you know, so, uh, you know, someone punches you in the face for real, you probably wouldn't take six, right, you know, and, and not go down. If I, if I walked up to a guy in the bar and I gave him nice six shots in the face, I mean, I would hope that he would, you know, adjust levels, you know, <laughs> if he was sitting, he'd be, you know, slouched, I hope, right? Uh, otherwise, I'm not doing my job right, you know, but if someone gives you a nice good punch, I mean, that if it's proper and it hits you clean in the face, why aren't you, why aren't you down? You, know, you made a stone, right? So it's understanding the, the pace is also, you know, doing things to, to make things matter. Everything matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. 150%. And you know what? My final question, and then we'll get you to shout out your socials and I'll announce the big announcement that I have for you, which I announced to everybody that comes on my show. If you've ever watched the show or listened to the show, um, 
In terms of your career, 20 years, I mean, congratulations on that. That's that's a huge accomplishment, especially in this business where a lot of people still don't understand that you guys go 300 plus days a year when everything is running normally. Yep. Uh, you face so many great talents. I could list them, but that would be another 45 minutes easily. Is there anybody that you haven't been able to step in the ring with that when the world opens up, you've got your eye on? That you would love to get. And I'm not talking about anybody mainstream. I'm talking about someone that you've you've had, like you said, you and Alistair went back and forth for seven years trying to set up that match. Yeah. Is there anything like that that you you haven't tangled with that you would just given the opportunity if the timing was right, like that match was, that you would love to get back in the ring or you would love to get in the ring with? I mean, I, I can't I can't think of like someone that I'm like just dying to wrestle. I think I could do something special with uh, uh, Daniel Garcia. He's a guy out of Buffalo. He's a young guy. Um, I've seen him right work. Back. I know him. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, I, I, I know Pepper or, or, or uh, I think the butcher. No, he's a butcher now. I'm the so, butcher now. Yes. I'm so bad. I'm so sorry, Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he trained him, and I know he's a great wrestler, right? So anybody that comes from him, I, I believe in as well. Like we work with Puff, and Puff is great. But uh, yeah, I just I've seen a couple of things with Daniel Garcia, and for whatever reason, I have this feeling that I could do something special with him. I think I even reached out to him, and I told him that a little while ago. Uh, yeah, I think I think that would be fun. He's young, he's hungry, uh, and he's got he's got a bright future in it. So it would it would only make sense to want to work with someone that's hungry and, and passionate. Whether whether I learned something from him or he learned something from me, we both would grow from it. And uh, you know, I, I like working people that are hungry, like really hungry. And uh, the young guys are, and he just looks really hungry, and that makes me that make me want to wrestle him. Is the hunger? Find I like to find out. <laughs> I have one one thing to say to that, and that's uh, uh, Chris, shut up and take my money. Here's my visa. Let me know when the ticket's on sale, because I think that match would be an absolute barn murder. You're 100% right. I was thinking about Daniel Garcia. I was waiting to see what your answer was going to be. Now I don't got to say anything, because you and I are on the same wavelength. We've developed this romance over this 40-minute conversation, and we're now on the same wavelength. Was that your pick? That was that was my pick, 150%. So that has to happen. It has to happen. So if the host believes it has to happen, then when the world gets back to normal, the head promoter, the man, the, the head honcho of Superkick, we can make that happen. We can make it happen. And I'll be there right in the front row with whatever protocols you set out. I will come in a full fucking hazmat <laughs> suit to see that match, okay? 100%. Yeah, we'll burn the house down. That's 100%. So, uh, Red Death, if you're listening to this... Uh, get on it. When the world opens up and the borders come across, you just, I will go to Buffalo and pick you up. I'll fucking show <laughs> you in. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Right. I'm down. So th thank you so much for the time today. It was an absolute honor for speaking with you. I hope you had just as much fun as I did. Blast. It's great. And I want to officially let you know now that I can let everybody know the big announcement is that you are now officially a member of the straight talk family. That's Anytime great. you want to come back on the show, you have my number. I have yours. Beautiful. Absolutely would love to get back on the show with you. And for anybody that's stupid enough to not be following you, where can they find the one and only, well, actually, the second only Chris Chambers? The other Chris Chambers is from the movie Stand By Me. That's but right. Where can they find Chris Chambers on the social on the social uh, media world? You can find me at, at, at the Half Bay Kid or at Half Bay Kid. Instagram, I believe, is Half Bay Kid and Twitter is the Half Bay Kid. Uh, and anything with Super Kicked, at Super Kicked, you know, we're all connected all, all together. 
Perfect. And as always, guys, you know my socials, but just because I'm a glory hound and I love self-promotion, I'll shout them out again. At Instagram, I am Straight Talk Wrestling. On Facebook, I am Straight Talk Wrestling. And on Twitter, I am underscore at Straight Talk. Chris, I follow you across all social media platforms. If you don't follow me, maybe hop on that train. So when I tag you and everything, you'll see the tags right away if you're following. You got it. You got it, buddy. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Guys, that's it for me. This is this is your, your host, your boy, signing off. Chris Chambers, thank you so much for the time. Don't forget to tune in next week, guys, to find out who the guest is, because I never tell you. you got to follow the socials. And peace, love, and wrestling. Hey, guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.